Welcome to the Victory Devotional Podcast. I'd like to invite you to take the next few minutes to connect with God, hear His voice, and respond in worship and prayer. Here's today's message. Our devotion today brings us to Psalm 129. Let me read all eight verses to us. Greatly have they afflicted me from my youth. Let Israel now say, Greatly have they afflicted me from my youth, yet they have not prevailed against me. The plowers plowed upon my back. They made long their furrows. The Lord is righteous, and He has cut the cords of the wicked. May always Zion be put to shame and turned backward. Let them be like the grass on the housetops, which withers before it grows up. With which the reaper does not feel his hand, nor the binder of sheaves his arms, nor do those who pass by say, the blessing of the Lord be upon you. We bless you in the name of the Lord. May the Lord bless the reading of his word. Psalm 129 is part of the special group of Psalms called the Song of Ascents or the Pilgrim Songs. Traditionally, Pilgrims sang these songs on their ascent to the city of Jerusalem. They remember God's many past deliverances. They prayed confidently for God's continued protection and defeat of their enemies. The theme of each song of ascent offer much encouragement to those who seek to worship God. And the theme of Psalm 29 is a cry for help to the Lord. No matter what we face in life, we can depend on God. He is our strong helper and gives us the strength to endure the trials we face. Psalm 129 grows out of a situation of conflict. But as most nations would tend to look back on what they have achieved, here in this particular psalm, Israel reflects on what she has survived. It depicts the distress of the people in exile. The psalmist's objective here was to convey the harsh reality of their exilic life. The, from verses 1 to 4, the psalmist looks back at the record of the past. Though he was afflicted, God delivered him. We call this retrospect. It shows Israel's oppression by her enemies for many, many, many years, but they were finally vindicated and delivered by the Lord. Then from verses 5 to 8, the psalmist sets forth a prayer for the future. Let God confound Israel's enemies and bless his people. We call this an anticipation. It shows her enemies are afflicted in return and suffering the just reward for their wrong doing. Psalms 129 opens with verse 1. Greatly have they afflicted me from my youth, which is followed by an invitation for Israel to join in a liturgical response. And it says, let Israel now say. And the response that she is to make echoes the opening of a phrase in verse 2. Greatly have they afflicted me from my youth, yet they have not prevailed against me. The structure suggests that the psalm was used when the Jewish people gathered in worship. The prepositional phrase, from my youth, recount Israel's long history of oppression, from the days of slavery in Egypt 
to the exile in Babylon. This is a lament that expresses to God the struggles, the sadness, and sufferings of the people. But the second half of verse 2 points out that although this is true, yet they have not prevailed against me. The personal pronoun me, of course, represents the whole nation of Israel. But the good news is, for all that they went through, Israel was has prevailed because of God. The Egyptians could not prevail against Israel. The more they were afflicted, the more they grew and multiplied. In the times of the judges, one after another, God raised up a deliverer for them. So neither the Assyrians, Chaldeans, and Romans, or any others have been able to cut them off from being a nation. And by the help of God, they have indeed prevailed to this day. A striking metaphor is employed in verse 3. Uh, in order to picture the persecution she has received, verse 3 says, the flowers plowed upon my back, they made long their furrows. This probably represents the punishing cuts made by a whip. Israel has been lashed by her enemies. Moreover, the wounds are long. This verse also really foreshadowed Jesus' unjust punishment before his death. He endured horrible lashes from the weep of his tormentors, which indeed made furrows on his back. And on these very stripes, remember what Jesus, what Hebrews says, by his stripes, we are healed. By then again, but then again, God never abandoned his people. Time and again, God intervened on their behalf. This is why verse 4 says this, confesses this. The Lord is righteous. He has cut the cords of the wicked. The Lord has compassion on his people under their afflictions and delivers them. The word righteous here means that God is true to his covenant with Israel. God is her mighty king who comes to rescue her from her tormentors. He breaks the cords that the wicked have used to bind her and sets her free. We also see the double reality of Israel's life. Yes, she is persecuted by her enemies, but she is also rescued by her God who is faithful to his covenant promise. A classic example of this is found in Exodus where Israel is in bondage to Egypt. Israel cries out to the Lord and in Exodus chapter 2 verse 24 it says, and God heard their groaning and God remembered his covenant with Abraham, with Isaac, and with Jacob. God saw the people of Israel and God knew. So in response, God called Moses to confront Pharaoh to let her people go free. The confession of Israel's suffering and God's intervention in Psalm 129 verses 1 to 4 provide the context for the imprecation or curses that will follow. These curses, very much like the curses uh, similar to Deuteronomy, bear the powerful word of God, which thus which does his work of judgment against his people's enemies. I know this is not easy for us to process, you know, when, when it comes to curses, but this is the root structure and thinking of biblical faith. Those who trust God are blessed. Those who deny God are cursed. As God says in his call to Abraham in Genesis 12 chapter 3, I will bless those who bless you and him who dishonors you, 
I will curse. And in, and in you, all families of the earth shall be blessed. So what follows Israel's confession are actually three curses, which we find in verse 5, 6, and 8. Well, the psalmist here is not identified. It may be God or the psalmist speaking in his name. So the first appears in verse uh, 5 of Psalms 129. Verse 5 says, May all hate Zion be put to shame and turned back. The psalmist prayed that not only would the Israelites be delivered from their enemies, but that God would apply his righteousness to their enemies. They should be shamed and turned back. You see, Zion, the, the mountain upon which Jerusalem was built, symbolizes God's people. Those who hate her are to be shamed by defeat in battle and turned back like a retreating army. And as a result, Israel will be victorious. The second curse appears in verses 6 and 7. It says, let them be like the grass on the housetops, which withers before it grows up. You see, the flat roofs in ancient Israel were constructed of beams covered with branches. They were then topped off with a layer of clay. When it rained, grass easily grew from the clay, only to wither in the beating sun. So in this curse, the enemies of Israel are likened to grass that are quickly scorched. Moreover, it continues in verse 7, with which the reaper does not feel his hand, nor the binder of sheaves his arms, meaning that these enemies are not to be fruitful. This is a stark contrast to the harvest in Israel, where the reaper fills his hand with the stalks as he cuts them and then makes sheaves of corn. In other words, the enemies of Israel will be fruitless and they will wither. The third curse is found in verse 8. It says, Nor do those who pass by say, The blessing of the Lord be upon you. We bless you in the name of the Lord. See, the word nor here implies the very opposite. This means that these enemies are to remain unblessed and they will not be blessed with the blessings of the Lord. The blessing of God, you see, is the greatest thing any human life can enjoy, giving goodness to every aspect of life. The psalmist, the psalmist here prayed that none of this goodness would be given to those who hated Jerusalem and Israel. This reference to the blessing would refer to Israel as she passes by the territory of her enemies. Since they are under the curse of God's judgment, His people, Israel, must not bless them in a neighborly way. So in summary, those who afflict God's people receive this threefold curse. First, those who hate Zion will experience defeat in battle and turn back like a retreating army. Second, they will be fruitless at home and will wither. And third, they are held under a curse. No one is to bless them in God's name. See, God delivers His people from their oppressors, as we see in verses 1 to 4. But as Israel is liberated, her enemies are cursed, as we see in verses 5 to 8. As followers of Jesus, we will face persecution and suffering in this world. But Psalm 129 teaches us that we can persevere through times of pain, afflictions, and suffering. Because in Christ, our victory is assured. We can make it because God is 
with us. Psalm 129 is about tough faith. Even when the pain is intense and the suffering is long, it is about trusting in the goodness and faithfulness of God to get us through no matter what circumstances and difficult times we go through. So let's conclude this devotion by looking to God as our deliverer, our protector, and our vindicator. Let's worship Jesus. Measure the waters in the palm of his hand and knows every detail. Who has marked of the heavens with outstretched arms? The great high am, oh God, who has measured the close let me just pray this prayer of blessings on you Psalm 121 verse 7 says the Lord will keep you from all evil he will keep your life the Lord will keep your going out and your coming in from this time forth and forevermore now may our Lord Jesus Christ himself the, and God our Father who loved us and gave us eternal comfort and good hope through grace Comfort your hearts and establish them in every good work and word. Amen and amen. Thanks for watching. Have a blessed day. God bless you all. You've been listening to the Victory Devotional Podcast. Thanks for joining us. We hope that this will help you build a habit of hearing from God every day. If you'd like more messages like these, you can follow us on Spotify or on our Apple Podcasts. And if you'd like to watch these messages, you can watch them every weekday morning on our Victory PH Facebook page.